when it's right and it, it's and it, you get it right and the energy is right and the, you know everything's mm-hmm. just perfect it's the best it's the best feeling ever but i don't know yeah. something about festivals just gets me Hey there, welcome to Rave Culture Cast, your weekly guide to the EDM community, music festivals, and more. Hosted by me, Emma Capotis. Each week, I'll be covering everything from dance music culture, industry news, trending topics, and festival tips, advice, and reviews. You can also expect to hear stories from ravers, artists, business owners, and more. Tune in every Wednesday for your weekly dose of peace, love, unity, and respect. Hey guys, welcome back to Rave Culture Cast, your weekly guide to the EDM community, music festivals, and more. I'm your host, Emma Capotis. Happy Wednesday, fam. I'm still in hoodie season, baby. (laughs) Back-to-back weeks, guys. We are fucking cozy right now. Oh my gosh. How are you guys? Hello. Thank you for being here. Uh, If you're new here, welcome to the podcast. I'm so excited to have you as a part of the family. Um, This week, I'm actually pre-recording a couple episodes. I'm away from my honeymoon. What is up? So hopefully I'm having an amazing time on the beach right now. But um, yeah, guys, I'm so excited to bring you today's episode. Uh, I mentioned a couple weeks back that I kind of like went on a string of artist interviews. So I have you know, some really cool artists coming on the podcast, sharing their stories. So I hope you guys are enjoying these episodes. Um, What else is going on? I'm kind of like getting prepared as well for Ultra Miami. I don't know if any of you guys are going. I hope to see you there, but I will be making it back. We're going back. It's been five years since I've been back. And uh, I really can't wait to see what they do with it since they've had two years off. They've had some time to think and regroup. Um, so I'm getting pumped for that. I'm starting to plan outfits, you know, hopefully at this point we haven't really had that many Miami music week announcements yet, but hopefully we start to get like some of the party announcements. Elro is going to be happening there though on Saturday. I will for fucking sure be at Elro. You guys cannot miss that for Miami music week. Are you kidding me? It's going to be insane. So more to come on Ultra Miami. I'm I'm thinking of doing a full-blown like festival guide as a full episode coming up soon um, to answer any questions you may have. So stay tuned for that. Um, but before we go any further, you guys, I want to do a quick shout out to one of our partners, Rolita Couture, who is easily one of my favorite ravewear brands um they just dropped a new collection the deja vu collection which is really really cool um and they're doing menswear now as well so all my guys are some options for you too but it's an inclusive size range um they have tons of options all kinds of collections with different styles um really good options for winter as well there's joggers um she had fur coats uh they also do accessories now which are so freaking cute so earrings necklaces belts you name it, they've got it. Go check them out, rolitacouture.com. You guys can use my discount code, Emma K, for 15% off your orders. Save yourself some money, shop small, use code Emma K, 15% off at Rolita Couture. Go pick up something for Ultra. She's got such, she has another collection too that's like all black and it's a lot of like mesh and fishnets, like perfect for those resistance vibes. So check them out again, rolitacouture.com, code Emma K for 15% off. I will link it down below in the show notes. Um, What else? I am still collecting submissions for an upcoming episode for Valentine's Day. Uh, I want to hear all about how you met your rave bay. So if you guys met at a show or a festival or a rave, I want to hear your love story, 
your condensed love story <laughs> in a short email. Um, submit your story of how you met your rave bay. I want to hear all about it. Um, email me at raveculturecast at gmail.com. That's raveculturecast at gmail.com. I am collecting submissions up until Friday, February 4th. So yeah, you can also send in voice memos too. If you send a short voice memo, I will play that in the episode, but I cannot wait to read your love stories. All right, my oldie but a goodie for the week. This is an older track that I want to bring back to life that's given me so much joy and it still is great to this day. When I was putting the series together, one of the first things I wrote down was Dada Life because Dada Life was one of the main like artists that got me into EDM back in college and their album the rules of dada which came out in 2012 like i listened to that front to back so many fucking times i've seen dada life in person so many times their song happy violence bruh this takes me back like the whole album takes me back like all of them are good but happy violence there's just something about the drop in this fucking song if you guys don't remember this You're about to get educated once again, but here we go. This is Dada Life's track, Happy Violence, from 2012. All right, you guys, I hope you enjoyed hearing that. Let me know your feedback on this like new series that I'm doing. I want to know if you guys are enjoying it. So um, you can always connect with us at Rave Culture Cast on Instagram, Twitter and TikTok. Um, again, you can email me or we have a Facebook group and a Discord. And I have a full channel in Discord called Episode uh, Discussion where you guys can leave me comments and everything. So Go join all those things. They will be linked down below. Today's guest. Okay. Cannot wait to introduce him to you. I'm super excited. He took the time to do this podcast. Um, Today, I'm talking to Bontan, who is an incredible house artist um, from England. He... He has been DJing for a long time. Like it's something that is like fully a part of his identity at this point. And you can tell when he talks um, just how much like passion he still has for it. He started like playing gigs when he was in high school. So he's been doing this for a long time. Um, He found success early with his remix of Josh Butler's track, Got a Feeling. And since then, he's released on Hot Creations, Defected, Circus Recordings, Elro, so much more. Um, I actually got to see him at Elro for the first time last summer. It was a back-to-back with Josh Butler. That was so fire. So easily one of the best underground artists out there. Um, according to Beatport, Bonten is one of their best-selling acts. His EP, The First Time, went on to receive over 300 radio plays worldwide, and then it was streamed over 500,000 times as both tracks from the EP reached number three and number eight in the Beatport's main chart. Uh, and then his EP the first time would go on to become Hot Creation's biggest selling record of that year, making him the highest selling artist Beatport on Beatport across all genres, which is fucking insane. So he's absolutely killing it. If you don't know about him, now you know. Cannot wait for him to share his story with you guys today. So please join me in welcoming Vontan to the podcast. Hey, there we go. Hello. I'm good. How are you? Yeah, good, good, good. We'll get started with you first. I would love to know like how this whole past year was for you. Like how did 21 2021 go? What were some highlights? It's weird because we did uh, we were all locked down until like I don't know, summer. And then Mm -hmm. I went from like nothing to 
I was like one of the first to go to America from the UK. I got my um all my stuff approved, like one of the first ones. So mm. I was straight out in August um from the UK and I did like must be 12 shows around America in August. Oh my god. Um so going from like nothing to just full on bang bang so like so much. It was kind of mental, but right. <laughs> That's why that's why we do it. It's fun, you know. Yeah. Um, so that was that was a lot of fun. We were there for like a month and I got home and I was like, whoa, I need to sleep for three weeks. Mm-hmm. Um oh my gosh. But I mean I, I did miss it a lot, you know, being at home for I mean everyone must have sat at home for 18 months and mm-hmm. then um getting straight back into it in the deep end. Um yeah, it was a lot of fun. And then we it was mainly America I was going backwards and forwards to, and then I came home, did like the month and then came home and then went back to Palm Springs for Splash House and then uh, mm. some Vegas stuff, literally like six days later. Yeah. Um, which was mental. Splash House is just crazy. Insane. Oh yeah, my gosh. Wild. I've never been before. Oh, it's insane. It's the hottest place on earth possibly. Um, but it's, it's a lot of fun. Jesus. Are you more of a summer person or winter person? Um, I, I always say winter, but then when yeah. I'm playing like a festival it, and it's midsummer, it's the best, it is the best feeling ever. Fair um, enough, fair enough, yeah. I mean, it's hard not to be a winter person if you live in England. So. Right, I know. It's like so like idyllic, especially this time of year. I can only imagine, but... Yeah. Oh, my God. So you've been nonstop the last six months, yeah, pretty much, yeah. Pr- pretty much, <laughs> and then and then we sort of like all the UK stuff opened back up again. So when I got home from America, mm-hmm. it was like full, full on in the UK. Um, wow. And yes, yeah, st- still going. So I probably got, you know, th- three, three weeks off probably between January and February. Mm-hmm. And then it's... Uh, the full month in America and then full month in Australia, back to back. Wow. Okay. How are things in yeah. the UK now? Do you feel like the is the energy at all different, or the show is different than before? Um, I wouldn't. It's kind of yeah, because there's so much. It kind of mm. everyone just opened up at once, and we're trying to get people to go to everything at once. Right. Um. So it's sort of there's less. I'd say less shows because initially everyone was like, right, we're all going to throw parties, and then. Mm-hmm. everyone realizes there's not that many people to go around so sure um, a lot of parties tapered off and then it's just sort of finding its feet again now I'd say I think mm-hmm. 2022 is probably when it'll go back to sort of some normality rather than kind of panic mode like we need to just throw as many parties at once and go out right. all the time because people are just gonna get burnt out and there'll be there'll be no clubs to go to I think we're feeling that now yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah exactly it's been a lot. It's like a show every single weekend, but we missed it yeah, so exactly. much that like us hardcore people, we were just like, okay, great. Buy all the tickets. We need to do everything. <laughs> Six days a week. <laughs> yeah, no, it's ridiculous. I think I'm doing a show. I had Elro this, I did a show the other weekend, did Elro. I did four festivals like back to back this fall. And I'm just like, absolutely not. I'm burned out. <laughs> <laughs> You'll be out next week. Fun. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> and then you got New Year's. I mean, like it's, it's literally nonstop, but oh, I'm, I'm glad. Got, I'm glad you're playing have, again. Have you got a party in New Year's? I, I usually take New Year's off. I try to stay around home, but in New York we do, they do a lot of shows like that whole week. So I'm probably seeing um, Above and Beyond and Duke Dumont are here. Nice. So we'll oh, see. Cool. Yeah, that'll be fun. There's a plenty to choose from, but um, yeah, you said you're going to be playing for around Christmas time, right? Yeah, so probably Dubai, I think. Um, I mean, wow. a lot of stuff has been moved. I've got my party on Friday in Manchester, mm-hmm. um, and then Dubai next week, and then I think I've got. I don't think I'm playing New Year's. I was maybe playing somewhere, and then it got moved. There's lots mm-hmm. of movements at the minute. So many like right. cancellations, and then I, I, I'm. 
must have been five shows this month being moved to 2020 early like January and February so it's mm-hmm. just so much changing at the minute and reschedules and backwards and forwards but right. kind of just take take a pin, take everything with a pinch of salt and then yeah. I'm not confident until it's on the day you know? it's, it's, I feel like it makes us all flexible right because just things are happening exactly. left and right I think they had um yeah, you just never know if somebody's going to get sick or if their visa is not going to go through or something like that. Exactly. So you just got to roll with the punches. Yeah, just take it as it is. And then hopefully next year, everyone finds their feet a little bit. Yeah, cool. Oh my gosh. Well, I want to kind of go back a little bit just to get like get okay. your story out here. Can you tell us a little bit when you were like growing up, were you musical as a kid or is there anybody in your family that, that was in the music industry? Yeah, so I kind of just started playing piano when I was four. Um, and then just was addicted to just playing instruments. So I was kind of just one of those that's learn an instrument, play it, and then drop it, and then learn mm-hmm. something new. So it was like I was doing violin and drums and saxophone and mm. piano. So like I stuck with piano for well, for twenty nine years so far. Wow. Um, I kind of got rid of violin just because. I saw it at the time I thought it wasn't cool. So I, did yeah, that I knew you were going to say that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, mean, I was a kid and I was like, I felt like I was forced to play violin. And of course yeah. I got in my school, if like you picked up an instrument, you'd ha- you got to get out of classes to go and play it. Mm-hmm. So I, I did like seven instruments. So I didn't have to go to actual school. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then when I got to high school, I sort of just carried on with piano. Um, but yeah, just a lot of music around the house and family and stuff and just mm. a natural, just, basic instinct by from myself to just want to learn how it all works not necessarily mm-hmm. just house music just music in general how to build a song how to build a record from scratch you know right right that makes sense do you have siblings yeah well? one yeah okay. one. He's, he doesn't really he's not really interested I mean he's, yeah. he's been to a couple of shows <laughs> like he came to park life and he's, he'd never been to one of my gigs before really uh, and he, I, I played park life festival in Manchester and he came and it was like 20,000 people and he was just like, Jeez. so this is what you do. <laughs> I get it now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it is. And it was just mental. It was, and he'd never been to, I said, you pick the best gig to come to. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Does he listen to dance music or is he into other stuff? He started to a little bit now. Because mm-hmm. when you go to an event and it's just going off and it's amazing, I think mm-hmm. it's hard not to sort of like want to go home and Right. I wonder what that record was or what was that track that he played. If you see a certain reaction on dance floor, you want to go and listen to that record again. Right. So he st- sort of picked up, he's like, a, he, he likes Prodigy and like Chemical Brothers and stuff like that. So nice. he's sort of from that side of things. And then he's getting into a bit more like housey stuff now. Cool. I feel like that's like natural progression. Everybody seems mm. to be going on right now. There's like this house music, like movement. It's always been, but especially yeah, exactly. in the United States, it's like absolutely popping oh, off right now yeah it's massive it's huge at the minute in america yeah it's my favorite place to go to currently yeah, yeah. that's also we're always shazamming in the crowd like what is this track <laughs> but you know <laughs> trying what? to like, figure it out it's, it's got the energy of sort of like it's so the, the crowds in america is so accepting of whatever you do mm. like this it's not what literally whatever you want to do they just want to they're there to, to listen to it and Mm-hmm. figure out new music and they're not sort of like it's not clicky and they don't turn a nose up at any certain records they're just there because you want to have a good time and they just genuinely mm-hmm. love just house music and yeah in, in no matter what form you give it to them in it they just absolutely love it yeah oh my god no it's it's amazing it's cool to see I mean even like we were just talking about Elro 
That's mm. like, you know, it's massive internationally, but bringing it over now to North America and having them do a few tour dates, like there are definitely a lot of people who were introduced to the brand probably this year. Mm. Um, they had a whole 10 at Arc Music Festival too in Chicago, oh, wow. which I think a lot of people probably got introduced to it. So it's really, really cool to see them starting yeah, to have massively. these festivals. Yeah, it's so That's awesome. But yeah. I know I'm excited. I love it. So I'm, I'm already in the deep end. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But, um, okay. So in, in high school, then when did you get into, or was it in high school that you got introduced to dance music for the first time? Yeah. So it was like, it wasn't cool when I was in, in high school. So I was 15, 16 mm -hmm. and I got a, 15. I got a set of decks off my parents, um, oh. old belt, belt drive vinyl, um, turntables. And it was just people like made fun of me for like buying records and trying to be a DJ. Cause it just wasn't, you, it wasn't a thing then you know yeah was, whereas now it's like it is the thing the coolest mm -hmm. thing to try and be a dj yeah but i just i just thought it was just i started getting just like scratching and stuff in hip-hop mm. and, and when i was 15 nice and it was just there was no one else and literally the mm. only person in school was me that was was into it wow and whereas now if you probably go to a high school it's every second kid's probably a dj trying it yeah yeah so then it sort of when I was, and I started playing clubs when I was 17 uh, around um, sort of like my local town. And Can then you I get into clubs at 17? No. Yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, okay. They'll just so like play and then leave. Yeah. <laughs> I, 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 had, I basically used to take, um, there was a local DJ and I used to take uh, vinyls to the club mm. before the security and the doorman got there. Oh my God. So, so then I used to say, oh, I've just picked up this new record. Do you want to have a listen to it? Yeah. So then I'd then be in the DJ box when a doorman turned up and they ain't going to throw the DJ out. Right, so right, I'd, yeah. I'd, so they'd think I was one of the DJs when I wasn't. I was just like some mm. kid. So then I started playing and then I remember when it, it was my 18th birthday and the manager of the club, uh, one of my friends was like, it's his 18th birthday. And she was like, You've been coming here for like right. eight months. <laughs> what the what's going yeah, on? Literally. Yeah, literally. <laughs> and I was Good like, for yeah, you, sorry, you but... finesse the system though. Yeah. And I was yeah. like, I need to I need to be playing. And then I went to the um, it's called the Southport Weekender. I'm not sure if you've heard of it, but it's like mm. Masters at Work, uh, Kerry Chandler, like mm. Dennis Ferrer. It's like a US house soul weekender that happened cool. in the UK. So mm -hmm. then I went to that when I was 18. I was just like, this is the music for me. <laughs> like, yeah. This is exactly where I want to go. And it's just house music from then on. Wow. So did you, at the time when you were like playing these clubs, did you have any like mentors or anybody that were, you were working with? Or were you kind of just like figuring it all out on your own? There's a, there's a guy called Paul Reynolds. He's a resident at um, High and Ushuaia in Ibiza. Hmm. But he, I mean, 10 years prior to that, he sort of, taught me how to DJ um, wow. and just sort of like guided me through like old house music because mm -hmm. he wanted, he was sort of like playing old stuff to me going, no, you need to listen to this before you listen to this. And then sure, this is, yeah. so, so like sort of tutored me a little bit and, and mm -hmm. taught me like the roots of house music um, and he's smashing it now in Ibiza. So he's doing really well, but oh, yeah, he cool. sort of like, and he gave me my first gig and then his residency got passed down to me when he moved to Ibiza. Um, wow. So yeah, I'd, I'd probably say he was, he was the man. It's like full circle moment. Oh my God, these mutuals. Yeah. That's so cool. Yeah, so you were house awesome. music from the get-go. You were like, this is what I'm yeah. making. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, 17, 18. I was like, this is me now. It's oh, like locked wow. in. And what year was that around? Do you remember? Um, 20, 
I'm, I'm older than I look. So let me just figure no. it out. <laughs> so you're 29 now, you said, right? I'm 34 next week. Oh, 34. Well, okay. It's, it's, I'm 30. So. <laughs> yeah. so Christmas oh, Eve, so I'm cool. 34. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. Cool. So this so is probably like 2010s. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah gotcha. My first Ibiza trip was 2007. So that was probably oh. when I went to Space Opening for my first ever like big club. And it was wow. just like, like mind blown. I can't even imagine. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, wow. That's so cool. So when you looking back on like those first few releases and tracks that you did, like what, it, what was your approach to them? And what do you think about them now? If you hear them? I still like them. I mean, yeah. it was, it, it was, um, I'd say what, eight years ago now, nine years ago, one of mm-hmm. my first records came out. Um, a lot of people will probably look back and be like, Oh no, I can't oh, turn it off. But like, right. <laughs> I like listening back to all stuff because it reminds me of them touring. So like, mm. it reminds me of playing my first ever gigs in like 2013 in like Glasgow and then right. my first ever international booking in Germany. And then I was, and then I went to Ireland for the first time and like same records will be like, Oh, that's when you made that. And then two weeks later you went to this country for the first time. Mm. So like, I think I l- l- listen back to those records in like, like fond memories because it just reminds me of right. like being so new to like touring and thinking like the furthest place I'd ever been to was like Ireland. So I was like, right. what, this is amazing. I'm like touring internationally and this is the best feeling ever. Um, oh, that's so cool. And then like, the next record will come out and it's sort of like gradual progression. And then I go further, I go to like Russia and mm-hmm. then I get a booking elsewhere and I go further and further away. So it's like each record, there was like an extra step on like the touring calendar yeah. and it, further and further away. Oh, that's so cool. Yeah. You just can c- continue to expanding though, but that's nice. Yeah. That they're, t- they're tied to memories for you then. Exactly. I, I try and look on back at them like in fondness and every now and again, I'll play, oh. I'll play, I'll play a couple of them. It's like in a certain place where I've never been before. And mm. like there's, crowd they're like oh we played this record from like 2014 they've never seen me play before so they've never sure. sort of like been part of the journey so right i'm gonna play s- records to try and um, so they can go and be like oh he plays one of his first ever tunes because mm. a lot of people are like they'd be like oh that record you made in 2014 got me into house music so like i'm gonna then play that record for yeah. them it's just gonna be like mind blown you're like i'll throw on the classics for you guys yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. yeah. <laughs> i'll dip back into there Oh my God. I mean, would, if you could give yourself advice like 10 years ago, what would you tell yourself? Um, not to be like, don't be so like critical, like not critical. Like don't have so many rules in the studio because I'll Mm -hmm. be like, right, this record has to sound like what is going on right now. And Mm -hmm. it, it can't go outside of the boundaries and it has to be like, do you know what I'm saying? A, a certain mm-hmm. subgenre, and it has to be within that subgenre. And I, whereas now I'm just like, I go to the studio with a complete blank page, and like whatever comes out comes out, and that's that. There's no like a little it has bit to more be, loose. Yeah, it has to. It has to be because in 2013 it was like it's got to be deep house, and it's got to have like a certain type of sound baseline, and it's got to sound like like the record they did before that. And it's just like, well, no, because then people are gonna get bored. Like mm. you gotta switch up your sound and keep it refreshing and keep moving along. Don't obviously nothing too drastic, but just keep fresh ideas coming in. Otherwise, it's mm-hmm. gonna get stale quick. Sure, sure. How do you feel now? Like, do you work on a track for a really long time, or and like come back to it, or do you feel like you'll sit down and just knock knock something out? It's weird. Sometimes it's like it can take <clears throat> weeks, like literally mm-hmm. like weeks, and then 
I made two records today, for example, like two oh, wow. finished, <laughs> done. Like That's literally, awesome. I, I, I finished about an hour before we had this call. I just tied the second one up. Oh, so did like, you do the test, the audio test? <laughs> <laughs> headphones, speakers, everything done. Awesome. And then sometimes it'll take weeks though, which is kind of, but then mm-hmm. you're like, it's a labor of love. And it's like, is it actually, if it doesn't flow initially mm-hmm. and it's not naturally you like love it and you can you can't if I can't turn it around within like a few days now I kind of just let it yeah drift away and then maybe come back to it if there's mm-hmm. like a good idea in there but if it's not done within the, like the first week I'm kind of just like ah, I'll, I'll just right. skip that one Got yeah it. okay you're missing that like electricity when you're on fire yeah, just, you're like okay just just like the nat- blows out exactly yeah. like say we say if in a club for example you'll know if you like a record mm-hmm. within what a minute two minutes yeah so if I've not like felt sort of like something special within like, I don't know, that'll probably relate to about four hours work. Mm-hmm. Maybe I'm just like, well, maybe this isn't the one. Maybe, you know, right. skip this one and start something fresh. I need to like feel it straight away. Cool. Oh, I love that. I can't wait to hear what you're working on now. <laughs> I'm sure, <laughs> I'm sure you got a lot. Yay. Oh my <laughs> God. Well, so, so for you, like when, when was that moment, if there was a moment that you realized like, okay, you know, I'm playing these gigs. Was it a slow progression for you? Or was there a moment that like kind of clicked like, okay, this is it. I want to do this full time, hundred percent as well, a career. I, I always like from the age of like, eight, like when I first started DJing, mm-hmm. I went from that one gig a week when I was 17. When I was 18, I was DJing six times a week, like in my local town yeah. till because it was just, there was always clubs open on a Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and I'd mm-hmm. have some, I'd, it wasn't some, what was it? I'd have Tuesday off, I'd play every single day, and then Tuesday was my day off. So it kind of was full, it was full time, and it was, mm-hmm. it's just, it was, it's always been my job. I've never really had a, a normal job. Mm-hmm. DJing's just sort of been my full time, full time career since 17. And I was, when I started like pouring outside of my town, I was like, Oh my god! I get paid to go other places. Like, this right, is, yeah, this is my life. Yeah. <laughs> what is what is going? Even if it was just like to Liverpool or to Manchester or to London, I was mm-hmm. like, this is insane. I'm getting paid to go to a, another city to play, mm-hmm. and then oh and goodness. then it's and then within a few years, it just went. Now I'm now in New York. What just right. happened? <laughs> <laughs> and now you're playing these massive shows. Yeah, traveling yeah, exactly. the world, doing yeah in North America. That's so cool. What did your parents think at the time when you were in high school playing these shows like six times a week? I remember my, my mom said to me, "Brother, is, is Andrew is Andrew on drugs?" Right. <laughs> because, <laughs> yeah, because, because I was in bed till one one p.m. every sure. day because I, I yep. wasn't getting in till six o'clock in the morning. I remember my brother said to me. Mom thinks you're on drugs every night. Like, <laughs> I'm just tired. Like, I would not be able to do this six times a yeah, night. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I was no like, week. trust me, if that was the case, please take me to rehab instantly. Yeah, but yeah. it's not. It's like I'm just absolutely knackered and I've and I've, and I've been playing music and my ears are ringing. And then it's, they kind of just didn't get it. And then when I st- again, same as my brother, when I started touring properly mm-hmm. and I started going to these different countries, they were just like this is the best thing ever. They, they think it's the coolest job in the world as well. It, as they should, because it is. So yeah, that's yeah. I mean, you get to travel and see the world and do what you love. So yeah, exactly. Oh, that's so cool. Well, you had a big, I mean, a big remix with um, Josh Butler. Got a feeling one of my favorite songs. Like what was that whole era? Like when that track came out and exploded? That was mad because it just sort of like went under the radar for a little bit. 
And then mm-hmm. all of a sudden it was like, right, so it's in Deep House Top 50 on Beatport. And I was like, oh, sick. Mm-hmm. Like one of my first ever records straight into the top 50. And it was like, right, it's Deep House Top 10. And we were like, oh, shit, this could be this Top 10. And then it was like, right, it's Deep House number one. I was like, right, this is awesome. And then it was like, it's overall number one for like f- five months. And then it was like the second highest selling record on Beatport ever. Jeez. And then yeah. we were just like, what is going on? And that was literally my second ever record that I put out. Mm-hmm. And then f- after that, it was just, because that record was just everywhere. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. You couldn't, it was in every gig, every country. And then it was just bonkers what we've mm-hmm. seen. Because that was, for me, it just went from zero to a hundred. So, so, so like no gigs to twice a week and then people are singing that record back to you while you're playing it you're just like I made this in my mum and dad's like attic right <laughs> <laughs> what's going on yeah so it, was, it was just wild that that whole sort of like year after that record came out was just bonkers oh my god and it just continues to slap yeah. now all the time people still discovering it now <laughs> you know what I haven't I haven't played it in like a year and then in August when we played Miami um there was these guys at the front, they kept shouting, got a feeling, so we played it. <laughs> and then it was the biggest record of the night. Yeah. And it's like, it's eight years old. And Josh is like, yeah. he was like, I've not played it so long. And I was like, I've never, not either. And he's like, I'm going to have to start playing it again. <laughs> yeah. That's so cool. Oh, I'm glad you humored them. I'm sure you get that yeah, all the time. I, people just shouting. <laughs> you know what? It still sounds kind of fresh though. So mm. I'm not, I'm going mm-hmm. to, if, if people want to hear, I'm going to play it because I still like that record. I, yeah. It's a record that I like listening to. I'm not bored of it just yet. Oh my God. What's it like working with Josh? Cause you guys have collaborated a couple of times. And like I said, my first time seeing you was your back to back at Elro over the summer in New York. Um, so I, I knew Josh before music. So mm. we had like mutual friends. Um, one of my friends was in uni with him. He lived in his halls. Uh, and I remember just going to Leeds and just hanging out and just drinking beers. And then, mm-hmm. and then he was like, Oh, I, I'm trying, I'm, tr- I'm trying to start de- like I'm producing music. And I was like, Oh, me too. Mm-hmm. So then he was like, Oh, we should send music back to each other. And we just, we, we just hung out. We didn't send yeah. music to each other for years. And then, a few years after that, he's like, I've got this uh, record, got a feeling, do you want to do a remix for it? And I was just mm-hmm. like, yeah, cool. I'm, I'm starting, like, you know, putting records out on the Bontan. I was like, I'm gonna, I've got, like, a few releases in the end of the year. Sure. And he's like, well, why don't you do this remix? And then, um, we'll, you know, we'll put that out as one of your first tracks. So I was like, sweet. And then that's how it all happened. And then, yeah, because we just, we speak every day still, like, literally. Yeah. And most of the time, it's not about music. We just talk shit to each other all the yeah. time. But, um. <laughs> But yeah, we, we're still working on music together. You know, we, we've got more stuff coming out together next year. And I think we always will. Right. No matter, because, you know, he's he was in, in New Zealand for um, a lot of last year. And we made mm-hmm. Set Your Soul on Fire just online together. Um, and we're just going to keep making music together and just put, put stuff out every now and again. I think it works, you know. It's fun it making does. music with your friends as well. It's like, because it's not, it's just a laugh, isn't it? Same right. with when I, when I do stuff with Melee, it's like... <clears throat> He, he lives just down the road to me. So I'll just like, I'm, I mean, I'm seeing him. What day is it? Is it Tuesday, Monday? Monday, Monday, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, seeing, I'm seeing him at the weekend. We're just going to make some tunes and then oh, go out for so a few cool. beers together. But he's, it's just like, it's not really work. It's just when you're in the flow and you just throw some ideas around. And good just, energy. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. The energy is good. 
Good. Oh yeah. We love it. So definitely keep it coming. I mean, you, we've talked about a lot of shows and traveling and you're playing a bunch of different things, but do you at this point have a preference on like intimate shows versus festivals, or do you have any favorite places to play? I just love outdoor. If it's night, if it's the mm. right setting, I just love outdoor <laughs> stuff. Um, and that's why I like going to America so much because there is a lot of outdoor stuff. Mm-hmm. There's always nice weather somewhere in America throughout the year. Right. <laughs> so you, you, it's, and there's always like outdoor stuff going on. I mean, obviously clubs, yeah. is, clubs are clubs and it's just, it's just, you know, the energy. If you get it right in a, in like a sweaty basement to 300 people, mm-hmm. it can be the best thing in the world. But seeing like 5,000 people just going yeah. bananas to, you know, a record, it's just like, I mean, yourself, you probably think this, how do you feel? Is it clubs or festivals for you? I'm both. I know I get torn. <laughs> There's an energy at festivals because it's like everybody there is just there to have fun for two or three full days. And yeah. I, I love the whole I mean, in in America, like the whole dressing up and it's like a whole thing, but then there's something really, really, yeah, like intimate about a club and it goes later in the night. So I think it depends on the artist and maybe the show itself, but they both, I need them both. Yeah, (laughs) (laughs) exactly. I'm the same. It's married to each other. Yeah. It's, you know, with, with, with a club and you've got the crowd's just got to be right. And Mm -hmm. it's just, it's, it's, if it, if there's any bad energy in like a club, it's just, uh, I don't know. I think you can sort of hide that at a festival. Sure. And there's that many people there, you know, a small, a small pocket of people, you know, ain't going to spoil it. Whereas in a club, I think when it's right and it, it's, and it, you get it right and the energy is right, and the cra- you know, everything's mm-hmm. just perfect. It's the best, it's the best feeling ever, but I don't know, yeah. something about festivals just gets me. Yeah, I totally agree with you. If somebody listening right now hasn't been like to the UK yet, what are some venues you highly highly recommend they check out uh i mean i do my party of place in manchester called joshua brooks um mm. it's, it's so sick it's like the dj box is like in the middle of the room and you can just you can walk nice. around it and like like capriati just showed up the other week and just played for like four hours right. and like just everyone just just turns up and it's just a sick it's the sound system is one of the best you're gonna hear it's like mm-hmm. 400 capacity the lights, it's just everything spot on. And like, for me, that's like the type, if I'm going to do parties and clubs, it's like the mm-hmm. sound, everything's got to be right, especially sound because you can't hide in in, in, you know, in a club and if the sound's bad, it's just, you can yep. really tell. So yep. Joshua Brooks in Manchester, that's that's yeah, that's one of my favourites. Um, Invisible Wind Factory, oh, oh, Kitchen Street in Liverpool. Okay. That's where Melee does club bad. Okay. Um, that's the same capacity. It's just wild. It's just, it just gets absolutely loose in there. Yeah. Um, I'm going I'm to go and he's doing a party on Saturday. I'm going to go there. Nice. Um, so yeah, honestly, the north, the north, like if you can get, go to the north, it's like mm-hmm. so many Liverpool, Manchester, Leeds. There's so much, so much good stuff there. Like Night Tales mm-hmm. in London. That's that's sick. Okay. Um, we're gonna yeah, have to list these so, out for everybody. Yeah, <laughs> there's just so many gems. If you if you if people get to go over to the UK, just go to one of the major cities. You mm-hmm. won't be far from a party. Oh, I'm excited. I keep getting on. Um, I don't know if I've just liked a bunch of TikToks from like the UK <laughs> rave scene, but now like my whole for you page is all like British ravers, <laughs> and I love it because the culture is like a little, you know, it's a little different than it is here but I just love like that's honestly I know it's TikTok but that's how I get exposed to a lot of like music and shows and things like that now like you've been, you find have people... you been to the UK 
I've been, but when I was like 15, I've never done any shows there. I know. Ashamed. Ashamed. (laughs) (laughs) No, I think, I mean, well, we were hoping for 2020 to be the year. So 2022, hopefully will be the year that we get abroad a whole lot more. Um, But that's kind of like one of the cool things about my job is I get to speak to people and hopefully expose you to a North American audience and vice versa, because I think there are so many people who get a little stuck in the scene mm. here because it's still big and there's plenty of festivals to discover here but i think people can get stuck and then you know they're not exposed to all these other incredible international yeah. events as well yeah so. you know there is a lot there is a lot going on especially like you know like you just said europe and stuff mm-hmm. there is a lot going on outside the you know outside of america and i know mm-hmm. it's a long way to go to go and listen to some to the music but worth it's it. totally worth it totally worth it definitely mm-hmm. i mean if I, if I wasn't doing this as a job i'd be doing it as a fan and yeah. be coming over here and I just travel into to festivals and parties, you know. Mm, that's what I was going to ask you. Would you still be going out every weekend or are you more of a homebody? <laughs> I do like being at home just yeah. because I don't get to do it much. So, right, right. Um, but uh, it's going out and just going to parties is the fucking best thing in the world. The life, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't it's care what energy. It's like, mm-hmm. yeah, I'm, I, I, don't, I can't see myself stopping anytime soon. Yeah, I don't, I don't blame you at all. And okay, I have just a couple more questions for you. Um, looking forward to this next year now. Uh, what are you most looking forward to? What can people expect? Any new releases coming out soon? Um, yeah, I've just got a bunch of music. I've sort of like hit a run of form the past year. And mm-hmm. there's, like I've got a single coming out on um, Hudson City Two's label, Knee Deep in Sound, like a big summer mm-hmm. record. That's just nice. It's mental. It's like a carnival record with this massive vocal. It's so sick. Oh, hell yeah. <laughs> and then, um, yeah, it's, it's literally Elrose. <laughs> yes, um, perfect. And then, yeah, probably do some bits of melee. Um, got some stuff, more stuff on my label. Um, I'm probably going to do like eight records next year with remixes mm. in between. That's how it's looking at the minute. Um, nice. So probably say about eight, eight singles and then maybe some remixes as well. Amazing. And I mean, you've, you had a huge record, which I'm still in love with big Khalifa. Like what was yeah. the response like to that? Cause I was everywhere. <laughs> that's, that's the first time I played it was in uh, Elro in New York. Yeah. That's the very first time. The videos are it. crazy. Yeah. They're yeah, so good. So then everyone came over to me like, what? I'd had no idea what was going to, I literally finished it five days before that wow. show. Mm-hmm. And then, um, Everyone's like, what are you doing? What is this? Like, mm-hmm. what is it? It doesn't, it doesn't sound like anything. So, so yeah. everyone's like, what, what even is it? And I was like, I don't know. Right. <laughs> um, and then everyone was asking for it. And then I put a video up the next day. And then literally my inbox was like, the, yep. the people playing it are completely across the board. Like, wow. MK was like peeking at every set with it. Yeah. And I know. Like, I'm like checking all the comments. People are like, send me this, please. <laughs> and, but then it'd be like, people like techno djs were playing it and then mm. i was just like what's going on this is a weird one because i don't know where to sort of place it because sure literally across the board everyone was good you know was, was playing this record mm-hmm. so i was like i'm not really sure what to do what to do with it and then um i spoke to josh and uh, chrissy and melee and they were just like because that's big they're the two people i always ask about records and stuff mm-hmm. like what you think about this? And they were like, just get it out now. <laughs> just yeah, yeah. put out on your own label. Because <laughs> I had a bunch of labels trying to sign it. Um, mm. And then I was just like, you know what? I fancy just doing it myself. Mm-hmm. Put out on my label and, and, and going at it myself. And then it just, yeah, just it's still getting hammered Jeez. now. 
Yeah. Was that yeah. one of the tracks that like came together quickly as well for you? Oh yeah. That was literally, I was like, I need to make a, a record for this America tour. Mm-hmm. Um, and time was ticking and I hadn't made anything. So I just ran into the studio and I was just like, right, today's the day. And it was yeah. about four hours, four hours, five hours work. And it was done. That's crazy. And then it literally from the studio flew four days later. And then New York was like the second show on the tour. Mm. And then that's, you know, you were there. <laughs> it was bonk. bonk I can't even imagine how it feels for you to like see the reaction in the crowd. I mean, it, it must be amazing. Like every single time. Oh, it's yeah. I, I I still look at those, uh, you know, the um, the New York videos for that record because, like, mm-hmm. if I could, that was what I made the record for. That type of room, that right, type of crowd, right. that type of gig, an Elro gig, and just the mm-hmm. big vocals, the big drums. It's like literally built for that room. Yeah. And so for it to come together, like a couple of days after me actually making it, I was like, oh, this is this is what it's about. <laughs> this is this what it's is about. It. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh no, it's so exciting. And yeah, no, I'm so, I'm so, so glad I got to see you there. And I think a lot of people too, I mean, that was my, yeah, that was my first ever Elro experience too. And it like, I just looked at MJ. I was like, I get it. I get it. I'm sold. I, I understand yeah, yeah, now yeah. why this is such a big deal, yeah. but the whole thing, I mean, the confetti, the music, like performers, like it all just comes together and the Brooklyn Mirage is, you know, I'm biased because yeah, I'm local, but it's my favorite venue. So <laughs> it's, it's it's same. Honestly, it's, it's, it's so cool. It's so good. I've played the, I played, I played uh paradise. Uh, I've done Elro mm-hmm. twice. Um, and it's just the best. Mm-hmm. Our venue is just so, so good. It just, every time I like my agents putting together the tour at each mm-hmm. America tour, I'm like, got to be New York and it's got to be in Brooklyn <laughs> and you yeah. know what that means <laughs> yes exactly it's just that makes you look forward to to summer because they opened July 1st was the first show back during the summer mm. um and it just was like the most incredible feeling and then they were non-stop basically yeah. since then so well, it's so much fun is it is it always in July where it opens Normally, no, it would normally open by like Memorial Day weekend in May, if not like a little bit before May, and yeah. then it shuts down in October. Okay. And now everything's avant-garde or inside pretty much. But I yeah. look forward to the summer specifically for that venue yeah. pretty much. Yeah. I can't oh wait my to get goodness. Over. Yeah, no, you got to come back. But <laughs> all right. Lastly, I have a quick speed round for you. Mm-hmm. Um, muted myself. Looking back on this past year. We're doing like a roundup, uh, best of dance music for 2021. Who were some of your favorite artists this past year? Oh, that's a tough one. Uh, mainly because of all the records I've been playing have been like old records. <laughs> um, I'm going to be biased and say Melee. It's like, I know he's like one of my, you know, my best friends, mm-hmm. but like he's had like such a sick year and he's got like a record coming out with Diplo and, and like, he's done so much good stuff over the past sort of six months he's mm-hmm. like definitely leveled up um oh, damn, that's a real tough one yeah <laughs> You've, I, you know it's, it's funny because like I, I never look at questions like but in no, emails yeah. and stuff. <laughs> i always try and go i always try and go in like skim yeah but then I'm just like, this is a point where I should have checked. No, 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 you're good. Um, that, was, that was perfect answer. I, I, I'll, go, I'll go with Melee. Yeah, I'll go with Melee because he's leveled up this year. And it's just like, I know what he's got coming out. And it's just going to be like, it's going to be sick. Incredible. Awesome. Okay. Any favorite tracks of the last year? Um, Favorite tracks of last year. Oh. 
These are tough questions. So tough. I know. Yeah. <laughs> did I you mean, do I'm Spotify wrapped at all or no? <laughs> uh, I did, it's but always it was, cool what, to see. What, what, what was mine? Mine was like Prince was number one. There you <laughs> like, go. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I don't. I just don't listen to like house music when it like mm-hmm. when I'm not making it or playing it. I mean, yeah, no, track to hear, I mean, I'm going to be biased. Like, I think Big Khalifa was a good track. You know? <laughs> I'm going to go ding, with my ding. own track. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Self-promotion. <laughs> yes, exactly. That's perfect. Uh, any favorite albums from this past year? Oh, did DJ, was it Boring? DJ Boring put his album out this year. Or oh, who was it? Whose album was it? And I was just like, my mind was blown off it. Ross from Friends put an album out. Oh. really really good okay so um, i'm compiling a list of all of everybody's recommendations so we can <laughs> put them yeah, out for yeah, everybody yeah, to yeah. listen to yep. so, yeah yeah bros from friends album came on that was just fire so listen to that beautiful okay i had that one i'm adding that i had gorgon city was my most listened to album of the past year that nice was really that was a good too. album yeah. um best collaboration uh, of mine or of any collaboration that you release in 2021? <laughs> um, I did a track with Book of Shade um, mm. called St. Kill the Nights, and it was just really deep and like melodic. And it's like a record that you can just listen to just mm-hmm. at home. Yeah. And that's why we wanted to make it, just because we made it peak lockdown when there was nothing going on mm-hmm. um, for people to listen to at home. So I'll probably go right. with that one. Um, nice. I really love making that one. And and just listening to it, not necessarily having to be on in a club mm-hmm. or anything. Right. Okay. And last question, any uh, new artists or emerging artists that are on your radar not right now that people should check out? Um, new artists. I need to be on, I, I really want to get my laptop out and look at No, you can go ahead, go ahead. Yeah. Take your time. <laughs> I can edit any of this out too. You're good. <laughs> um, there's a guy that uh, he does a radio show on radio one called Jeremiah Asyama. And it's mm. like, it's like Afro House. And and I, I mean, he's been around for a minute, but he's been putting out some good music at the minute. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've just been sort of getting into his stuff recently and it's just sick. Yeah. Beautiful. So jump on him. That was it. You did it. You survived everything. Thank you so, so much for your time today. It was so nice meeting with you. And uh, I seriously can't wait to get get out to another one of your shows. And um, yeah, we're going to show all the love and support, guys. Go give him a follow, uh, stream his music, all the things. Um, Yeah. Any final messages you want to share with everybody? Yeah, um, I'm going to be in North America pretty much for the entire month of March um, in every major city and there's a few festivals can't announce yet but there's some big ones that i'm playing um yeah i can't wait it's gonna be sick awesome thank you so much for your time Alrighty, you guys, I hope you enjoyed that conversation with Bonten. I am so, so, so happy that he was able to come on the podcast. Uh, He's such a cool dude. And it was really, really cool um, hearing his background and how long he's been doing it. Again, like I'm so excited that I get introduced to these artists and get to share them with you. Because when I, you know, when he first came onto my radar last summer, it was through my work with Gray Area because we did an interview with him on our Artist Spotlight series. And then I was lucky enough to see him play back to back at Elro. Um, And it just like introduced me to this whole other 
like side of house music and he's got a really really cool sound and it's so much fun so definitely go show him some love and support he is at bonton beats on instagram um stream him on spotify do all of the things you guys say hello tell him rave culture cast sent you um but yeah so excited we could have him on today's podcast um this week you guys i'm skipping the news segment because i am pre-recording so i had so much news in last week's episode so i do not have any news for you but um just a couple quick things obviously my merch line which i'm wearing today i'm wearing my underground hoodie if you guys can see it on youtube uh i'll pop up some photos here too um but yeah it's hoodie season grab yourself a hoodie i've got so many different items i've got the tech house hoodie the entire plur line uh all kinds of things you guys can shop we have unisex items accessories hats mugs all of it so there's always a link down below if you want to support the rave culture cast merch line um and again if you enjoy these episodes it would mean the world to me if you could rate and review spotify now lets you rate podcasts which is awesome um and if you have like 30 seconds out of your day you yes you i'm talking to you if you have 30 seconds please write a review on apple Podcasts. it means the world to me um and make this your instagram stories and tag at rave culture cast uh with all that being said you guys i hope you have an incredible week go listen to some new music check out data life um do all the things and i will see you next wednesday with a new episode bye guys <laughs> <laughs>